0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke from That Film Stew. My co-host today is Nathan. Hello and thanks for having me again. Welcome back. Today's topic, The Addams Family, the film based on the characters from the cartoon created by cartoonist Charles Addams and the 1964 TV series, which I think is where I primarily know the characters from. I think that's where everyone knows them from. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. So was that
1: your first introduction to the characters then, the black and white show? Strangely, it was the movies. It was the, early, the movies from the early 90s, but that made me go back and watch the 60s show.
0: Loved the 60s show. Me too. And the animated series that came
1: out in the 90s. Absolutely. I was a big fan of that. As a kid, I actually had a, um, a video cassette VHS. That's how old we are. And um, it was Scooby-Doo meets the Addams Family. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and I watched, my sister and I I used to love watching that, and that was a a huge introduction to them for me as well. You know, they've brought
0: back that Scooby-Doo cartoon, and they've done episodes like Scooby-Doo meets Ricky Gervais. Mm -hmm. Meets Batman. Meets Batman Mm -hmm. as part of this current series. They've done Wonder Woman, and yeah, I think there's a few American sports personalities, but... That Scooby-Doo meat show I think originally came out in the 70s and here we are 2019. Talking about it. it's back. The movie came out in 1991 starring Angelica Houston who was nominated for a Golden Globe for her performance as Matisha Adams, Raul Julia as Gomez Adams, Christina Ricci as Wednesday Adams, Judith Molina as Grandma Adams and Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester. And Jimmy Workman as Pugsley. Ah, we can't forget Pugsley. Hmm. What about Cousin It? Do we know who played him? I'm nope. just going to completely <laughs> neglect Cousin It. Oh, actually, John Franklin. There I do go. have him listed in my notes. There you uh, go. But good call. We do want to credit Pugsley yep. as well. The film was noted for its troubled production. Originally developed at Orion, the film went $5 million over budget due to constant rewrites throughout shooting. There were health problems of people involved in filming and an overall stressful filming experience for Barry Sonnenfield. And the, the, all of that caused I read that multiple night. delays. Yep. And this was his first movie. Yep. His first film. He later That's went right. on to do Men in Black and various other movies. He but was it a, started with this. He was a cinematographer and this was his first director directoral debut. That's right. The rise in production costs from the film's 25 million budget to 30 million led Orion fearful of another big budget flop. And financially struggling, they sold the film to Paramount, who
1: completed it and handled the film's domestic distribution. It did really well too, which is a, which is kind of like a, um, a slap in the face to Orion. I mean, it did um, due to commercial success. It made back its budget, then and then some. Several times. Mm.
0: TV series then, we've touched on a couple of them already. The first one was uh, the black and white show that came out in 1964 that ran for two years. Completely black and white. Starring Carolyn Jones and John Aston. I did not know until recently that John Aston is Sean Aston's dad. Really? Yes. The Goonie, Sean Aston... Or The Hobbit, depending on your pop culture reference. Are you sure his surname isn't Austin? No, this is, this is 100% factual. Wow. Gomez Adams
1: is Sean Astin's dad. That is cool. He also had a cameo in The Nanny as a plastic surgeon. Oh, right. Yeah, because my girlfriend Sarah loves both the Adams family and the nanny, and she showed me that episode of The Nanny. And I was like, wow, okay. That's cool. Yeah. 1972, the new Scooby-Doo movies. Adam's Family
0: met Scooby-Doo, and you've touched on that one already. It's the one I had as a kid. In animated form, four of the original cast members did reprise their roles. Carolyn Jones, Jackie Coogan, and Ted Cassidy. Adam's Family Funhouse, this came out in 1973. It was late in, I think, 72 that they shot the pilot. It was to be, I think maybe they was hoping for it to be more than a pilot but that it stayed well just
1: being a pilot uh it was a live action musical variety show they also did a christmas special which was shot in color um around the 70s i believe and you can actually find that on youtube okay yeah it's quite long goes for a couple hours in length 1973 was the first animated series
0: that ran for two years that one was a departure from the original series it focused on the Adamses on the road in a Victorian style RV. Wow, not familiar with that one to be honest. Me neither. Um, I'm not sure about Christmas special, but they did a Halloween special in 1977. Oh, that could be it. It was a reunion movie. Yeah, that, that's probably the one I'm thinking of. I don't know why I got
1: Christmas stuck in my head. You're right, Halloween.
0: But saying that though, like you do think Halloween with Adams family, mm. but even this movie we're here to talk about today takes place at Christmas. Yeah. So it often is closely associated closely. with Christmas. Yeah. From 92 until 93, we got The Addams Family, the animated series. This is one that I used to watch a lot as a kid. I Always a fan remem- of this I vaguely one. remember that. The series returned to the familiar format of the original series, with the Addams Family facing their sitcom situations at home. So mm. they left, the RV. And they just went back to what worked. I think that works best for them too. And in this animated show, John Astin returned... As Gomez. That's awesome. Pretty cool. You know, we get a good Gomez in this movie. We do. But there's something about John Aston. Oh, everyone... It's
1: the smile, the twinkle in his yeah, eye. yeah. I've got to admit, as much as I love Raul Julia and Angelica Houston as Morticia and Gomez, respectively, there's something that will always just. It's always going to be Carolyn Jones and John Aston as the originals that everyone thinks of and that, that people are endeared to. But sometimes it's a case of
0: like who you're first introduced to. It's like your first bond will stay your bond mm. like as a kid i grew up my favorite was roger moore that was the first bond i was introduced to christopher Reeve's superman you just hold on to those things you do you do like my first batman was michael keaton so you, you know it's the same thing it's so there could be a generation that were first exposed to the 90s movies and, and that would be there their I yeah no I, I completely understand and agree with that in 1998 there was a new adams family tv series it ran for 65 episodes which turned out to be one more than the original TV series. Mm, there you go. Many storylines from the original series were reworked for the new series, incorporating more modern elements and jokes. Interesting with this, John Aston returned, this time as Grandpa. Ah. Or Grandpapa.
1: That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool.
0: The films, we got this one in 91. Two years later, we got Adam's Family Values in 93. The two movies used the same cast except for Grandmama, played by Judith Molina and Carol Kane in the first and second films. A script for a third film was prepared in 1994, but was abandoned after the sudden death of actor Raoul Julia. That was very tragic. Outside of the Adams Family, for him... My mind goes to Street Fighter.
1: Yeah, M Bison. <laughs> he, I yeah, mean, that was his last film. I, I had oh, it in, really, oh. yeah, I had it in my head. That's a shame. That that out of the time he values was Raul Julia's last film, because his health was in decline um, and deteriorating during the filming of that. But it wasn't his, his last properly credited film. It was Street Fighter, where he played, which was dismal and didn't do very well. Um, it was a laughing stock of a movie, but he played the M Bison, the um, the dictatorial sort of a villain in that in that and he passed away during the shooting of that movie and they had to complete it using digital shots of him or what whatever they had on the cutter room floor of him to complete the movie. Right. Okay. Um, We're talking about an action movie starring Kyla Minogue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, but you know you kind of expect Yeah you expect from that from Van Damme.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, this year, 2019, we will get a brand new Adams Family movie, simply titled The Adams Family. This mm-hmm. one, CG animation.
1: Yeah. And looks to resemble the original drawings by Charles Adams. Adams, Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm going to reserve judgment until I see it. I'm excited for it. And I hope it captures the spirit of these earlier films and the earlier TV show. The
0: cast, though, is incredible. Like, when you're reading through who they've cast for this animated movie, Mm. my mind goes to, oh, it would have been great to have seen them in live action. Like, imagine Oscar Isaacs as a live action Gomez. 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 Yeah. Charlize Theron as a live action Gomez,
1: black hair. Morticia. Who did I say? You said Gomez twice.
0: Yeah, Charlie Theron as Gomez, that'd work too. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, but those style. two as Gomez and, and Morticia, that mm-hmm. uh, could work. That would work. The movie then, the plot. When a man claiming to be Festa, the missing brother of Gomez Adams, arrives at the Adams home, the family is thrilled. However, Morticia begins to suspect the man is a fraud since he cannot recall details of Festa's life with the help of lawyer Tully Alford Festa manages to get the Adams clan evicted from their home gomez realizes the two men are conspiring to swindle the adams fortune and that he must challenge festa did you like that as a story point because even as a kid just the the setup for the movie that were not Introduced to the family as we've always always known them, mm. they've got this thing going on where Festa potentially isn't really Festa. That
1: confused the shit out of me as a kid. I'll admit, um, it's really messed with my mind because, um, like you say, you, you want Festa to be fully realized and be a part of the family. Turns out he comes into the family by way of a fraud, a fraud, a con artist or a fraudster who happens to resemble, um, unc- unc- uncannily resemble Festa. But here's the weird thing that I didn't discover until very recently. At the end of the movie uh, the 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 imposter festa turns out to be the real festa all along. yeah, and his mind was wiped from being in the Bermuda. he He got like amnesia from being in the Bermuda Bermuda for so long that when he by the time he washed up on like the the Florida shoreline in Miami, he had no idea who he was. And so that lady uh, who plays the doctor and his mom in the film was able to kind of manipulate him into building this whole new personality for him. And it's only when he you know, opens that book in the third act and the lightning hits his head that he regains his memory and he really is the true Fester. That messed with me because I didn't know that fact when I was a kid. Okay, so for me as a kid, I don't know
0: how I got to the, came to the conclusion, but I always knew that was Fester mm. and was waiting for the reveal. So I'd always known that Christopher Lloyd was playing Fester in yeah. The amnesia. Mm. So I always knew that he was actually festive. Yeah,
1: for whatever reason, I just didn't come to that conclusion as a young kid.
0: Um, so I always knew that, and sometimes I, I don't know, it can affect my viewing experience where I feel as though I'm waiting for every, all the other characters
1: to catch up with what I already know, what yeah. I already think. So as a kid watching it, enough. I, I did, yeah. That's fair enough. But looking at it as an adult through adult eyes, you can, you can, you can get it a little more. And you go, oh, okay, and you're, you're a bit more accepting of it. Doesn't make it any. I mean, more make it, more you, sense of it though. You talked about how uncanny the likeness is.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, it's like before he's Festa, he's
1: just somebody else with hair. Yeah, he's just a big, huge gangster with hair. Uh, but then when he shades it down, it's, it's Fester.
0: Interesting with that character then, because your knowledge with the Adam family, I believe, is a lot deeper than mine. Mm. In the TV series, Festa was actually Morticia's uncle. Wow, there you go. Hence, not technically in Adams. Gomez's brother. It's only in the movies, apparently, only in the movies, he is
1: Gomez's brother. Morticia's surname before she was married was not Adams, it was Klump. Yeah, no, I Frump, mean, Frump. it
0: would be dubious if they've yeah. all got the same surname yeah, before yeah. and after marriage.
1: Morticia's surname was Frump, F-R-U-M-P. And apparently it's changed as well
0: over the years who Grandmama is actually the mother to. Mm. Whether it's In the movies, it is Morticia, but there's times in in the old stories or the old TV show mm. where she
1: was actually the mother of Gomez. In the 60s show, uh, Gomez was originally trying to woo uh, Morticia's sister, which was Ophelia, who was very flowery and loved nature and gardens and such. And then he caught sight of Morticia and went, whoa, 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 who is this? Hold the phone. And then you know, the rest was history. But if Fester wasn't the brother the mm. older brother of, of Gomez
0: this movie's plot wouldn't work because no, it wouldn't. All, it's all centred around, around him
1: being the eldest so he's like the heir to the and family you, fortune and have you noticed and this is something that doesn't sit quite well with me I don't quite like this that the first two Adams Family movies the, the ones that came out in the 90s that we're talking about they both centred around Fester he was the plot the focal yeah. point of both movies
0: yeah and it's and both times it's a con. I don't want to get too mm. much into values because, because we will touch on that later, we'll later. We? Re- we'll revisit that and we'll give it its own episode. Yeah. But you're right though. It's focused around Festa and, and both times. Never it's sat a well con. with me. Didn't sit well with me. First time he's a part of the con, second time he's a victim
1: of yeah. the con. But you're right. That's and it's that's very similar. The one thing I'm looking forward to about this new um computer animated one this year in twenty nineteen is that it's gonna be more about the family and more about their impact on the community and vice versa as opposed to, you know, like a Festa-related affair.
0: I mean, I left Pugsley out at the beginning, but Mm. the movie does for a lot of the time leave Pugsley out as well because, you know, Wednesday Addams, she goes on her own little adventure. She also suspects that Festa isn't really Festa. It's not just Maltish. Yeah, she's the one who makes
1: the discovery. And that that movie really served to be the breakout role for Christina Ricci. Yeah, and
0: I think after this, or soon after this, a couple of years later, she did Casper. Yep. She was in that. 95 that's a good movie. Mm, I vaguely recall it. I need to watch it again. Favourite part is Dan Aykroyd once again playing Ray Stantz of the Ghostbusters. That's cool. Only this time, has a moustache. Nice. Blew my mind as a child. Ray has a moustache. Well, anyway, he gets a little cameo as the Ghostbusters Casper. And but then no, Casper that... becomes, it comes back to life where he's real again and he's played by Devon Sawyer. It is a weird movie. And Bill Pullman plays the dad in that.
1: True. But yeah, no, getting back to Adam's family... Um, yeah, we probably should. <laughs> we probably should. We do go on tangents. Um, no, that was that was uh, Christina Ricci, Ricci's first big breakout role where that um, really kind of solidified her. And she's great in this. She And there's is. certain
0: character traits that she has, and some of them she nails were... It. She is Wednesday. Yeah, but some of the traits that she has, she improvised. Mm. Like I read an interview with Angelica Houston. She was talking about how when Wednesday she lays down and goes to sleep and crosses her arms... Mm.
1: That was the actress, and wasn't written for her, and she wasn't told to do it. I love that touch, though. I think that's fantastic. it's a great touch. The other thing is, if I've noticed this last night upon viewing it for today's show, if you notice the foot of her bed, uh, there's a picture of an octopus that references the fact that as a, she always was depicted as having a pet octopus in earlier incarnations of the Adams family.
0: And they had a was it a pet lion or a tiger or something so. A
1: Kitty? Yeah. And
0: there's a moment in this movie where Gomez. He cracks a whip and says down Kitty or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah.
1: So the kind of the reference They're referencing the sixties. Yeah, so they're referencing like a bigger world which which I you don't were, know, in the sixties like... show you would always see the lion come down the stairs and scare the shit out of whoever that's came right, through yeah. the door. So and then long it was, and then it it. was like, rewound footage and it would just walk back up through the stairs again. Oh that's cool. Yeah. Camera trickery of the sixties. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it.
0: Uh, Gomez, uh, before we move on, originally was to have dark rings around his eyes, very similar to Festa. Yep. to show that they were you brothers. Know, brothers and look more alike. And that's alike. how he was
1: drawn by that's Adams.
0: True. But when they got closer to shooting, they decided against mm. that because they wanted a cleaner look to Gomez. Mm. But there's some marketing
1: material out there where he does have the rings around ah, the eyes. okay. So I guess they'd already put that together. What to I press. really love about Raul Julia's interpretation of Gomez is there's always a bit... He, he's. He's, there's something of the big kid about him, and there's always a bit of childlike wonder lock within him. He's this debonair, suave, confident man who you know, like loves his wife. They, like, him and Morticia, have the best chemistry, and that's evident. But then when he's when he's palling around with Gomez, I'm oh, sorry, with Um Festa, the, the big kid in him comes out, and you can just see it, and it's really wonderful to watch.
0: It does. I, I like the performance we're getting from Christopher Lloyd as Festa because yeah. before he remembers who he is. You can see there's moments where he's generally afraid, mm. and it is. It, I really like those moments because he's just pretending for the most part. He starts to Trying embrace to... it, and then he he realizes. You said with the book and the and the memory comes back. Yep. But those moments where he's actually fearful for his yeah, life because
1: this yeah. family are terrifying, and he's forgotten who he is. But to see him kind of bonding with, with the kids um, was great. Like you really get the sense of he's you know he's the uncle that you always wanted. And that comes, that's evident and it comes across when he's bonding with the kids and, and sort of fitting back in with the family and, and rediscovering his roots. And a big part of that was bonding with Wednesday. Oh, yeah, big but time. But what about Pugsley? <laughs> You've already mentioned it. Jimmy Workman
0: as Pugsley Adams. Do we have anything else to say?
1: He's he does a really good job. I think he's he's quite serviceable as Pugsley, and there's that cheeky kind of lovable menace, uh, kind of little scamp quality to him that he brings to the role and then that comes right across. One of my favourite scenes is where he comes in with the big stop sign and they're they, oh, it, right, all it's yeah. quiet and they're waiting for the, the the snarl of traffic to come to a head, a standstill outside, and you hear the big crash and they're all they're all they all applaud, hooray, you know, they're all happy. And it's Pugsley's like It speaks to how in the earlier versions of the show and iterations of the family, you would always see shots of Puzzle's room and there would be like all over the walls. There's like stop signs, traffic signs and and stuff. He's like ganked and nicked and yoinked from, you know, streets and stuff like that. And that speaks about that that scene. So really, you do get a good performance from Jimmy Workman and it does reference the past.
0: Judith Melina as Grandmama. Now I didn't know when I watched these movies years ago that it was a different actress between the first movie and the I second. I didn't
1: realize that either.
0: I mean, they. I mean, I'd have to go back and watch um, Adam's Family Values. Values. It's been a long, long time. But Carol Kane, like she's great,
1: mm.
0: and she played um, nails it. Cobblepot's mum in Gotham oh wow she's in that she's in uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt I believe she was in Scrooged with okay. yeah, I know th- yeah, Bill she's Murray about yeah, yeah I know she's, she's good so I guess going back and revisiting Values it would be good to watch for that yeah looking forward following. to doing
1: that episode with you too
0: who else do we have ah Lurch we can't forget the family butler mm-hmm. played by uh, Karel Strucken. Strucken and he
1: yeah. looks just like Lurch, yeah, as you'd expect him, because Ted Cassidy played the original, and this guy pretty much comes in and does a serviceable job, looking exactly like. I'd say Cassidy. taller, but yeah, Ta- <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, taller. he's such a tall guy, and just with the trademark mm, that mumble that he does. Bobby
0: Sonnenfeld uses him again in Men in Black. Oh, okay. Yeah, he gets killed near the beginning of the movie. Spoiler. Right. Oh, okay. There but you go. We've already put out an episode one of Many Blurge.
1: One thing you don't, I, from memory, that I don't think you get from Lurch in these movies is the trademark you rang.
0: Yeah, that's that's
1: true. I mean, I think, you know, we're probably going to get to it. there's a few more elements missing
0: from mm. one of the TV that was, series.
1: That's upon reviewing it that was definitely missing a notable omission.
0: Uh, Christopher Hart. Well, Christopher
1: was, Hart's hand, should I yeah. say. Thing And you know what's funny I always thought it was Christopher Lloyd's Hand oh, as Thing Because right. I thought in my, I had it in my head For some stupid reason That he was pulling Double Duty And playing Festa And Thing But no It's Christopher Hart But sometimes
0: You know You think As a kid And without access To the internet Like we do today You you can think Certain things I remember when we did our X Men the Animated episode, mm-hmm. and as a child, I admitted that I thought that Beast was Wolverine's father yeah. <laughs> because they had the same hairstyle. Yeah, you so come up, you so, make some stupid... yeah, so as
1: a As a kid, you, you create your own logic. You do, it, you do. It. But Thing is great in this movie. He's a great visual kind of uh, cue, and what they do with him is, is, is incredible. And the, and I guess the technology they had available to him at the time you really worked. And work. that's, that's
0: right. Going back to 91, like,
1: yeah, they achieved a lot with the effects in I, this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, to that end, I didn't care for the effects in the third act for the big final confrontation. They were, like, hokey as crap. Right, but, okay, yeah. you know, with the wind in the mansion and everything, um, that final confrontation. But going through the thing and all the other effects, that was pretty good. You know, I'm I'm completely with you with the third act. For me, it is... Bit
0: shit. It's the worst part of the movie. Mm. Because we're introduced to these larger-than-life characters and... Like the costumes, I mean, they absolutely nailed it. Oh, yeah. All the characters look like the characters. Absolutely. The, the setting of the house. But as it's soon fantastic. as you hit that third act and Morticia has been kidnapped and Gomez Tortured. has to save her. Mm. But then you don't get a sense of any peril whatsoever. Mm. Because no matter how far they push the torture, which they don't torture her at all. She's they just strap it. her down. Exactly right. You know that there is, like, no matter how bad they try and torture this woman. It's going to be a positive experience for. Her. So yeah. I've got no sense of peril whatsoever. Yeah. yeah,
1: that definitely was was where the movie fell flat, in my opinion. Oh, uh, Angelica Houston, we've not really talked about her too much as Morticia She's Adams. She's amazing
0: as Tish. She really is. But I didn't know this, and I read. Actually, I read this. And then watched the movie afterward. And whenever we had a close up on her face, hmm. I'm looking at her eyes. Yes. Because she went through some shit to oh, yeah. look like yeah. she looks in this movie. I read this. Go in on. order to gain Morticia's figure, she wore a metal corset. Wow. Metal. Didn't, okay, <laughs> like, I didn't you know, know that. Didn't like, know that. Like, you know, uh, and she also had to get gauze lifts, neck tucks. Fake nails daily. So she had like apparently string and was like lifting up her eyes. It was taped to to the sides.
1: Taped to her temples to kind of push her eyelids up, her eyes up, and then it would go back round to the back of her head. And she had to wear this thing throughout filming all day. The only time she had any kind of relief from it was on her lunch break. She could take it off because otherwise she'd get severe headaches. Yeah, and she'd often end it with headaches because of that constant. Strain. Like, imagine that
0: like someone pushing down on the Yeah, side, yeah, you know? yeah. In, in
1: an interview she was saying that uh previous actors who've had to play actresses who had to play the role and have that procedure done would compensate for it by going into their trailers and just smoking a joint. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> they would just I be smoking weed in their trailer to try and like take the edge off the performance.
0: Well, honestly, I um I recently watched John Wick, three, uh, John Wick chapter 3 mm-hmm. and Angelica Houston is in that okay. and she looks like a different person. <laughs> she wow. no longer looks like Morticia Adams but we, we're talking like her back in oh, 91 yeah.
1: to her today. Back and she's, then, she, what I loved about her performance uh, she does what Carolyn Jones did in and just oozes sex. She, she, she oozes sex appeal. You look at her and the, the, just the, this amazing kind of sed- seducing seducting sort of feminine while she gives off pheromones or whatever she gives off just have men around her powerless yeah i think and especially she, gomez
0: like her performance and the makeup and hair and all of it the costume mm. design they absolutely nailed perfected it perfected yeah, mean she suffered for her so art good.
1: yeah but i mean the but you know the, the, the result. result is fantastic the result's great i mean that like there's something about her she doesn't really even need to use words it's just her presence when she's walking around, just subtle gestures and movements, and the way she holds herself, her pose, uh, like the graveyard scene where she's reminding Fester of, of what it means to be an Adams and she's regaling him with tales of you know all the atoms that have come before in the graveyard. That was uh, a cool scene. That, that, yeah, that was a cool scene with all the headstones. Like that, that you just you just buy that she is Morticia, and there's something about her. She has this unspoken power. Um, I don't think it's quite manipulation, but it's just. There's something to her where she can influence people and and, uh, she releases like a pheromone and people will just kind of react to it.
0: Oh, like all, you know, all she has to say to get Gomez to do anything. Well, is anything in French. Yeah. (laughs) And and
1: then he's just like a horny pit bull. Uh, Yeah. And then he's gone.
0: That's French. But she, um, she's a lot paler than I remembered. Yeah. Like there's certain
1: scenes where, wow, she's like, she's paper white. (laughs) Like she's so white in it. Yeah. But, but, but yeah. she's always been depicted as porcelain, but we also need to speak to... That the... is... Yes, porcelain. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah, she's porcelain. I always thought
0: of it being more like looking dead, like just...
1: Well, that's it. She's... Just no, that the blood's been drained she's from got, her body. Yeah, she's got the pallor of a, of, a, of a cadaver. But you're right. Yeah, porcelain, yes. That's yeah. a good word for like it. That. We also need to speak to their relationship, Gomez and Morticia, the, the, You know that they are the most romantic couple ever and it was interesting to note that the original in, you know, incarnation of them uh, Aston and Jones respectively respectively um were the first couple on tv in America at that time to really be shown as being romantic or physically intimate with one another because a lot of married couples on tv back then were sort of they weren't really shown in a romantic light or in a, in a sexual kind of light um they they were always it was like the nuclear family type thing, but this this like what we're getting with with them is you're seeing intimacy, you're seeing you know like lots of touching, lots of caressing, lots of kissing, uh, just physical closeness and and a real attraction to each other, and that was never really apparent in TV before that came along, and but the sixties also was a very kind of liberal time. So back in the sixties, this is a bit
0: of a tangent, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> which you mentioned before. We're known mm-hmm. for. Yep. Do you know? who the first couple was to share a bed in a TV show. I did know this,
1: but it's gone out of my head. Go on. Fred and Wilma Flintstone. That's right. They
0: were the first married couple to be shown in bed, in together, bed together on yeah. TV. Isn't
1: that crazy? It's mental. And it's a, it's a, it's a cartoon. Yeah. It's animated. They did it first. And, there, and then soon after, Adam's family. I just yeah. say, being... But their romance is just something that everyone recognizes and everyone thinks of when you think of like a couple who are just so smitten and besotted with each other. Uh, they really nail that. A- a- all the actors um, who have portrayed this couple really do bring that to the to the table and really bring that across. And it's such a great thing to see. Such a great thing to see a positive example of a couple who deeply love each other. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's often held up by people in. In um, either the pop culture or the goth community, or you know the um, you know just uh, the rom- new romantic community, whatever you care to name, people often will will hold up Morticia and Gomez as an iconic romance that they strive to uh, replicate or resemble. And just to give
0: some context, one of us is part of the goth community. <laughs> it might not be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And what I found interesting here is there is several scenes that reference original Charles Adams illustrations in the movie. Yes. Most notably the introductory scene where the Adams family pours a cauldron of oil on the Christmas carolers. Uh, There is the passenger on Gomez's toy train. And you mentioned already the octopus painted on the floorboard of Wednesday's bed and also Pugsley's
1: road sign. That's another thing yep. associated with those original cartoons. Two things about that. The, the, the man in the train that you've referenced is Barry Sonnefeld. Yeah, that's that, cool. He, that was his cameo in the film. I thought that was brilliant. Um, and if you notice, if you look very closely, um, Raul Julia is channeling John Aston. When he in that scene when he's uh, when he's frustrated because Gomez can't remember sorry because Besta can't remember the, 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 the kind of secret password for each other when they were boys and so he's at he's at his train set just angry as hell frustrated uh, raging and he really channels um, Aston's kind of hot headedness and his temper and his rage because Gomez could get could, could be quite hot headed when he was angry. Uh, Tish was always quick to calm him down but that is brilliant and also the scene you mentioned with the, with the hot grease being poured on the carolers love it I absolutely love it because that's referencing one of Adams's cartoons but you know what that is very violent and the hot oil mm-hmm. will
0: kill somebody <laughs> like, do yeah. you know what I mean do not try this, this at home this is a PG movie yeah like you know but, this is for families to watch and enjoy so I like even though there is darker elements in this it's still very cartoony it is and it light. is
1: but you have to remember that Charles Adams had a very dark sense of person, a dark sense of humor, and that really came out in a lot of his cartoons. Uh, I've got a book at home um, that was given to me for my birthday a bunch of years ago. It's a big, giant, massive, heavy coffee table tome uh, called about the New Yorker and all the cartoons that have appeared in the New Yorker over the over the over the years from since its inception. And a lot of Adams' work is in there, and a lot of those cartoons that we're referencing are in there. And a lot of them have very dark themes, but that was just his sort of sense of humor.
0: Oh, that's right. I I, I forgot to mention that. Usually we will touch on first appearances, like whether it was comic strip, comic books, Mm -hmm. wherever the characters first appeared. Mm -hmm. The New Yorker, Adam's family appeared from 1938. I'll have to show you this book next time we're hanging out. Bring it around.
1: It's awesome. But yeah, they're great scenes and they're really great visual touchstones to remind people um, of who created the Adam's family and what they're about. And, they are a family that turn heads and that's apparent, you know, like with well, that scene where they, where they, they go through attend the school play and, um, Oh, you yeah, with all the blood. Yeah. All the blood. <laughs> oh, that's and, a good Pugsley scene. Everyone's a, yeah, it's a good Pugsley scene. Everyone's <laughs> aghast. Everyone, I love that scene. Cause you've you got Morticia and Gomez in the crowd. This is before Fester rocks up and, um, they're just sitting there looking so bored, you know, looking so disinterested and, um, Everyone else is like so happy that their kids are in this production, this big stage number. Then we're publishing and um, Wednesday come out. The, the crowds are reversed. It's, it's, it's the Adams family who are like, you know, rapturous and rejoicing and really excited for their kids. And the rest of the crowd is just going, what? You know, with this expression of, of the complete apathy on their face. And that's great because they're shocking the community. And that's what the Adams family does. They, they turn heads. Like even when they walk through the building before the play starts, um, People who are like in the background, like parents, talking to staff, talking to teachers and what have you, they just start turning their heads and just looking at them with morbid curiosity as they walk past. And um, you see a bit more of that in the party sequence, where they they throw a big soiree for Vesta uh, when it's believed that he has to leave. Um, that is such... with the, with the Mushka dance happens. Yeah. That is such a, yeah, great that's a great scene. And what I love about it, much like the wedding scene in Values, is it's a big, huge gathering of... Weird, eccentric, eclectic freaks and geeks and, and just kind of ghoulish, garish-looking people and, and, that's, and personalities. And that's what speaks through the Addams Family. They are a collection of oddities. They're weird curios and things like that. It just works. And it's almost like... Because Tim Burton was tapped to direct this film at one point, but he passed. Yeah. But it, you, could, it, yes. you could see how this could work as a Burton film because it has those, those visual kind of cues to it.
0: He was approached turned it down he probably felt it too similar to other things that he was working on at that point and even with the music it kind of sounds a little bit like Danny Elfman oh, yeah that's another point I, I mean, wanted to
1: make it is very very similar it was Elfman-esque and I and it's it's hard not to imagine Elfman doing the score but it's not it's someone else it is it is Mark Shaman mm-hmm. who also did the score for the second movie too oh that's cool yep he did he did scores for both movies um, MC Hammer actually did <laughs> the Adams Family rap. Oh man, I was gonna, yeah. What do, what do you think to that? I mean, the name of that
0: track is Adams Groove. When you're, and that's over when the you're end When you're a kid,
1: it's cool. It's crap now when you're older. When you're a kid, it's cool. You're kind of like, oh, okay, the merging hip hop with goth culture, cool. But not so much in 2016. So, know, sorry, 2019. You
0: know, originally, the, the director did not originally plan to use the theme music from the TV series. At all. He included it in the opening sequence after positive reactions to the early trailer, which did feature the music. Yeah,
1: I mean, how can you not? It's he, like it's part of the family, it's iconic.
0: But that is the only time. Mm. The rest of the movie, right. it is an original score by Shaman, but you get the clicking of the fingers, yeah. the classic Adams the, the, family theme, the classic refrain of dun dun dun. dun. But honestly, I. Before this rewatch, if you were to ask me, I would have said, "Of course it plays throughout the movie. Why wouldn't it?" Mm, But it it doesn't, and it almost didn't. It was, you know, again, like if that trailer that featured the original theme didn't get the positive response it did, maybe they would have left it completely, which would have been shame. But
1: it's so synonymous with the family; it's so ingrained in people's in the popular pop culture zeitgeist. How could you not leave it out? It is classic. But again, like going back to what I said earlier,
0: I kind of said it, and as the words were leaving my mouth, it sounded false. The Adams family have been around since 1938. Most That's people think they originated in the 60s, 60s with
1: the TV series, mm. but Adams's cartoons were appearing in the 30s.
0: The Adams family have been around as long as Superman. That's amazing. Mind-blowing. So it does look as though this new movie is going to potentially be aimed more towards my daughter's age mm. than mine. Uh, but then I can watch it with her.
1: Maybe we can enjoy it it's together. definitely going to... Like Sarah was telling me last night when I was speaking to her about this. Um, it's definitely a movie that's going to bring them into the consciousness of the younger generation.
0: Which I'm very much on board with yeah. because these characters should not be forgotten.
1: No. They are classic. They endure and it's, 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 these movies show
0: that. I mean, back in the day, it was Adam's Family versus The Monsters. The Monsters. Yes. And The Monsters, I think, in popularity... Slightly beat Adam's family, but mm. my personal preference oh, yeah.
1: has always been Adam's family. Ditto, me too. Like no,
0: no competition.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you couldn't have one, you would watch the other. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched the monsters recently just just because, and it's it's cool. Don't get me wrong. There's there's a lot to like about it, but again, I I agree. I mean, 100% agreeance with you. My preference has got to be the Adams family. It's just what I grew up with. It's just what I love.
0: It's even a better title, no,
1: yeah. <laughs> beats Adams yeah. family compared yeah. to.
0: The Monsters and the Monsters that's a show that they tried bringing back numerous times. You know, it was just a couple of years ago, I think maybe it was like NBC, one of those US networks. And they made a pilot and they cast as Herman Munster Jerry O'Connell. Okay, the show didn't go beyond a pilot, which I did watch and was okay for the most part. But it's that thing where they tried to modernize Mm, it. So then I'm thinking maybe like an animated style might do. resembling those classic illustrations maybe that is is the way to go mm. yeah you know i'm i will be watching the new adams family at the movies i'll take my daughter uh, she might not want to go but
1: maybe she'll enjoy it while we're uh, when we get there i tell you what sarah and i are gonna go that's a no-brainer we we definitely want to make a day of it and, and and you know um build the day around it and go and go see it in the movies in the city and yeah. just like the 91 movie we'll be getting the new adams family december Mm, which is a bit disappointing to me. I would have loved to have seen them come out next month in, in October for Halloween. Because again, like you think Halloween, well, yeah. you know when you when Why you think you? Adam's family, but no, we don't get it released till December, a day after my birthday, to be in fact.
0: I'd be curious Besides. to know when values were set. Like maybe they did the same trick again because mm. they've. I think there's there is beats that they have copied. We mentioned the con in both mm. movies. Yeah, you know I'm okay with the con though. It's yeah. the baby with the mustache. Oh, look, it works. <laughs> that's yeah. what. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what i an issue with. But we'll oh, pu- we'll get to that when we do our values Pubit. episode. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yes, even the I name. Mean... Even the name. Yes. So
0: good. <laughs> I can't wait to record yeah, the episode. Not subtle at all. That's gonna be so great. Okay, so with the
1: Adams family, 1991. Your rating out of five. Look, I know I'm generous with ratings, and I'm often accused of it, but I've got to go with five out of five. Um, you, you're, you're gonna give me <laughs> so like much
0: crap. It, I like how you gave a dramatic pause and then you said what everybody was expecting. Oh look! <laughs> but seriously,
1: like, how can I not? I, 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 I loved it. I still do all these years later, and I hope the new film captures its spirit. I mean, it's, I, it's, it's a movie that like will always be close to me. It will always, I'll always endear it. It'll be close to my inky black heart because. I love The Adams Family, and uh, even though there are small flaws in this movie, like uh, I can forgive them. The biggest one being, obviously, the aforementioned uh, third act confrontation scene. I can overlook that for, for my sheer love of this family and what it represents. And uh, the memories ingrained in my childhood from it, um, I, I adore it, and it'll always be something I love. So I've, I've got to go with five. How could I not? Just to give you a peek behind the curtain, we
0: we set out to do this episode just two days ago. We talked about covering it previously, um, but I thought, you know what, how about we get together and we'll do an episode? And I must have suggested 10 things. Mm -hmm. And Nathan came back with Adams family. So here we are. I've been so wanting do, to do this for a long time. I do know you are a fan of this movie, and I'm really glad that we covered this movie me because too. it meant I was able to go back and
1: re it at yep. a time where maybe I wouldn't have otherwise. Do you know what? That's just it. Watching it, re-watching it last night. Um, I think it's really I mean, I, I love Halloween, and every day is Halloween for me, just like the Addams family say. But it's really put me in the mood for October. I can't wait. Bring it on. This is gonna be so rad. It's it's got me in that in that Real good, that real good mindset for Halloween. So I'm so glad I watched it last night. Watching it last night is the first time
0: I've gone back to it since I was a kid. Watched it many times then, always enjoyed it. I guess you can sometimes view things differently as you get older. Giving you more perspective. Yeah, and I think maybe the third act when I was a kid would have been more entertaining because it's a bit more fast paced, there's some action, but as an adult... I did get let down by yeah. that third act, but I agree with that. So much to love with this movie. I mean, the performances, um, the score really works, even though we just get like a slight tease yeah. of the classic theme. Uh, the costumes, everything about this movie screams the Adams family. And like yourself, I am looking forward to that new one now, more so since rewatching this. Um, I'm not going to come in quite as high. you know, having issues with the third act of a movie can definitely impact your overall rating I'm gonna come down to a 3.5 okay it is still a really enjoyable movie um I would have liked I think you mentioned it earlier a movie where the Adams family are the Adams family fully formed as we know them not the imposter storyline so not it's the not, subject of cons no it's not, it's, it's not perfect for me but i mean what an incredible effort for barry sonnenfeld for oh, this yeah. to be his Director. first ever movie yeah yeah what what a
1: first movie to, to have out there um i just want to touch really quickly before i forget uh that scene where they're at the auction that is so funny because they like gomez and morticia are raising trying to raise the bidding and it's almost like they're love making it's almost like they're so enraptured with each other that morticia just about has an orgasm and it's that speaks to the, the the third the third act as well because she's obviously, you know, being tortured but she's loving it. But that scene at the the at the um auction was really funny too and that made me burst out laughing so I'd forgotten all about that. I think I'm gonna have to wrap it up because you could talk the Allen's family oh, yeah. all oh, day. Yeah. All yeah, day.
0: Absolutely. That's it for our episode all about the Adams Family. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Nathan, thanks for being on the show today.
1: Thank you very much. Always a pleasure, never a chore.
0: As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.